0: podcast Johnson, it's every other Monday's main event. I'm gonna go on mute. You start the show. Keep it going until I'm able to talk. Ten minutes, ten minutes
1: mm-hmm. from now. Wait, or for real? <laughs> All right. Welcome to every other Monday's day's main event. Uh, Mike is going to mute as he finishes chewing a big piece of pizza. So he's leaving it up to me, having a sip of his drink. Uh, this is the second part of our now annual Royal Rumble talk. Uh, my choice this time. And it was the 1990 edition of the event. Uh, I was a 13 year old man at that point. Uh, my dad got it for me for my birthday because I am a January baby so uh hey mike i was your, three your mouth uh, shut up stop it your mouth is clear of food now oh yeah All num, right. num, num.
0: Fucking good. But yeah
1: this is the uh, the second year that it was a pay-per-view um did you happen to watch the very beginning or did you just watch from the uh like the promos beforehand
0: uh i started with the promos
1: oh because at the beginning which is something i uh it got me pumped when I was younger was the, it would be Vince McMahon with stills of all the wrestlers who were involved and he'd yell all their names and his most oh, like testosterone fueled voice.
0: I got to go back and watch that. That sounds fucking awesome.
1: Yes. Uh, I actually forgot to watch it. I watched the match last night i forgot to watch that, but I, their audio was on YouTube. So I, I could picture it though. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, so uh, this is, uh, I forgotten that uh, Tony chavani was uh, a commentator with Jesse The Body for this?
0: Yeah, I literally—I di- don't think I knew that he ever worked for the I, Vince McMahon.
1: I knew he was there, but I didn't recall him doing uh, any big events. Um, I know he left shortly after this, though, go to WCW, and uh, so I was a little bit bummed that it wasn't a classic Monsoon Ventura.
0: Because mm. well, I was going to say, like, even like Jesse, like, wasn't as amazing because he didn't have anyone interesting to bounce off of. Like, I don't think Tony had at all come into his own by this point.
1: No, he was, he, uh, he was a little boy here. He was young and
0: he's very, like very repetitive saying a lot of very obvious things. Like he, um, you know, he's young. He's starting out. i but it's, you know, it, he just, he didn't have very much to offer. So Jesse didn't have anyone to be a piece of shit to. Cause like <laughs> Tony didn't notice, but, did you notice what Jesse was wearing?
1: Uh, I actually don't remember. What was he wearing?
0: He was wearing a uh, Mickey Mouse sweatshirt.
1: That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were it's in just, the like, Orlando. Just, so that'll was, do it. Yeah, he went to Disney World that day. Yeah.
0: Nah, I, was just like, I was just like, it's like, why are you dressed like every mom in that year? Like, <laughs> it's a very weird...
1: Yeah, he took a trip, a day trip, you know, before the announcing gig. Why Had not? On Space Mountain and Splash Mountain, and all that good See stuff. See the sights. I mean, have you been there before?
0: Yes, twice.
1: Oh, did you enjoy your experiences?
0: Yes, I think it's a lot of fun.
1: All right, me too. It I'll just feels you're
0: like you're in another world. Like, you get to feel like, That's you know, when, when you get into it, it's just like, you're like, oh, shit, like, I actually feel like I'm at this place.
1: That's Yeah, they like to get you in there and keep you in there, and yeah. which is fine. Right? I love it. Do you like the haunted I would...
0: mansion? I never went. Then what's the haunted mansion? So the first time I went, I was seven, and the haunted mansion didn't exist. Yeah, um, it did. Did it? Oh yeah. Oh, was there. I'm thinking. Of, I was thinking like the Tower of Terror. Oh no. Haunted uh, mansion. Maybe I did go to the haunted mansion when I was seven, but I, I didn't go when I was twenty three. Too scared. I'm petrified.
1: Yeah. Well, you missed out.
0: I want to go now because all the Star Wars shit.
1: Well, that, but I just want to go. But for everything. I haven't been in a very long time, so I know there's like lots of just new stuff in general. I miss it.
0: The boy's yeah. the perfect age.
1: He is, but, but there's a pandemic. So there's a pandemic, and it's expensive. It's
0: <laughs> hilariously expensive.
1: Yeah, but if if I can pull it off, oh my goodness, we shall mm. see. But that's not wrestling. Let's talk about the wrestling match. You get the uh, you get the classic Howard Finkel intro,
0: of course. God bless <laughs> him.
1: Although before the intro, you were telling me how you uh, do. You, do you watch all of the the promos? They showed most of the wrestlers.
0: Um, I probably got in like a quarter of the way through because my uh, scrubbing finger wasn't doing a very good job.
1: Scrubbing finger.
0: Yeah, scrubbed through the you know through the thing to fast forward and to rewind. Oh. And it was like I could never land on the right spots. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. This is enough. <laughs> I got to well, see all the the hits anyway.
1: I mean, I think they had a couple that were a little earlier that the first thing they showed was, uh, it was the Heenan family, Bobby Heenan with, uh, his, yeah, I didn't catch them. It was, uh, Haku onto the giant and Rick rude. And they was, uh, it was just like, they were all, uh, Heenan's like, we're all going to stick together. And they all of course disagreed. And then they, they stormed off disagreeing, but yeah, there was, everyone was yelling like for no reason, like Tito Santana was like, you know, the super baby face and he's Top of his lungs for no, no reason. It it's just like hilarious to me, how you know as a kid that's like, oh, that's normal. That's what they do. Yeah. As an adult, you're like, why are they yelling? And except all screaming. Except Jake the Snake, which I love. Of Jake course. the Snake because he was always he was always talking like this. He was always very intense when he talked, and it was he, it was great.
0: And of course, you know, because I always enjoy seeing the way people l- looked decades ago. And Jake the Snake, I was curious. I was like, oh, well, he's got to be like late 40s. He's <laughs> 35 in this event. Um, I am 35. Yep. And he looks like he could be my dad in 1990.
1: Actually, I need to bring up. You made uh, that spreadsheet. I want to see if anyone... I'm on the verge of being 45, which hurts to say. But I want to see if uh, anyone... It was um, Most of them were like 30 or older, I think.
0: Yeah, I noticed... Event pretty much all the, um, the, the bulk of these guys were born in the fifties. So that would put everybody kind of early, early to late thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, what Bill is referencing is because, I mean, it's always such a hot topic. Every time we discuss a rumble, I took the 1990 Royal rumble and I listed the participants in order. And I have a column of the year they were born, the year of their last match, uh, according to cage um, and the year of their death. If, uh, applicable, um, and I was actually surprised. Only thirteen out of the thirty entrants in this Royal Rumble are dead. Yeah, I thought it would That's have a... been like almost thirty.
1: <laughs> now I don't recall that. I remember when we on our other podcasts we did the nineteen ninety two Rail Rumble a while back, and there was mm-hmm. possibly were more people. Is, is it I think feel so. Like?
0: There's, I mean, there's ones from like the two thousands that have a pretty high death count, which is kind of crazy.
1: I guess it just yeah depends, but I mean some of them kind of made sense, but uh, actually were Under you the,
0: surprised by some of the uh, years of last matches?
1: Uh, some yes, but some I was aware of, but yeah. yeah, some of them were not too long ago, which is. I mean, I know people they they do it like occasionally. Now, Under the Giant was almost as old as me. He was uh, thirty nine.
0: Oh, Dre!
1: If I'm not wait wait no, make take that back. He was oh, thirty four. Forty four.
0: Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yeah,
1: forty four. So he was almost Oh, actually he's technically my age right now. But I know he had the uh what is it called that he had the such as an A
0: A gigantism?
1: Something I forget the the exact name of his gig- Andre the
0: Giant disease.
1: <laughs> That's what it was called, yes. But yeah, he had uh, Dusty Rhodes it was uh he was forty five. Mm. But he looked I mean he was a he was never a handsome man anyways. No, oh, yeah, was boy. Jimmy Snooker was forty seven. I think he was the oldest. But and then he had on the opposite end, he had Shawn Michaels, who was only like twenty five yeah. in this match.
0: Yeah, a little boy, a little boy, sweet sweet baby.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Did you, did you see the Rockers' little promo beforehand? Yeah, I thought it was funny that Marty Jannetty calls out like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan in their thing. And <laughs> the thing I was like, wow, I figured he'd stick with other tag teams, but.
0: Yeah, they're, no, they're going for the gold, baby. Yeah. All
1: right, so let's get. Uh, so,
0: according to this, uh, Jimmy Snook and Bad News Brown are the two oh. oldest in here, uh, at age forty-seven.
1: Oh yeah, Bad News Brown, and they're both dead. Well. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll we'll go in order, and we can just dis- Oh, Absolutely. there's a cat. Hey, there's a cat. Hi, Luna. Yeah. Oh, well, I see Hi, the tail baby. tonight. Oh, let's see that tail. Come on, don't tease me.
0: Oh, oh. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Luna.
1: <laughs> for you listening out there, Mike has a cat with a stubby little tail, and it's I got a to little, see
0: it—a little deformed curly cue.
1: I feel special now. Thank you, thank Luna. you, cat
0: me. Uncle Bill says thank you.
1: <laughs> so what, one thing I did notice that uh, they had some ringside rests. One of them was the uh, dangerous Danny Davis, who was a uh, a bad guy. wrestler for a while before going back to actual ref- refereeing, as if nothing happened. Of course. Um, but yeah, like I said, Howard Finkel gave all the rules, broke it down. Uh, Mrs. Voice still to this I day.
0: Know. I do like that. They did, uh, you know, that, uh, they explicitly called out on commentary too, which, you know, they're like, oh, you know, uh, managers are allowed at ringside. And I liked how the managers were kind of just like lined up alongside the refs and they yeah. were just kind of there, but you know, there were so many, cause it was such a manager heavy time period. Yeah, so It was just kind of neat seeing like you know, like, uh, all these people just kind of floating around.
1: Yeah. And there's something that happens later, which I enjoyed, especially in, in that aspect. Uh, but we have, at uh, the start of it was uh, Ted DiBiase and Coco beware. Now Ted DiBiase, he had a pre-match interview too. He was an early one and he revealed that he was number one. He was very upset about it because the prior year, if you remember last year, we did the 89 one and he was number 30 cause he, he bought his way. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, this year they had extra security. So no, no funny business. Uh, so he comes out first, and then he's followed by number two is Coco Beware. Oh, nope, Mike's trying to sneak a picture of his cat. Can't blame mm-hmm. him for that. But th- this is the point. I forgot that Coco Beware had what I called ultimate warrior sideburns. Because <laughs> for some reason, he just decided to paint the sides of his head mm-hmm. down to his cheeks. But the, guess,
0: what's the name of the bird? Frankie?
1: That's Frankie.
0: So fucking cute.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that bird ever got like freaked out by being amongst thousands of people. And you know people faking fighting. What do you think
0: I mean it's gotta be terrifying i I mean yeah. that's why I don't like like because you know, sometimes people bring like a dog out or you know something like that, and it's just like yeah you should just never bring an animal into a wrestling ring
1: a horse oh you god a, has anyone ever ridden a horse to the ring before
0: uh yes, uh what's his name uh that a e w champion has oh. uh and then at um a pay-per-view, the la- the most recent Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, Matt Riddle rode a camel to the ring.
1: Um, oh. Was he getting it high?
0: Yes. Yeah, Can And I guess sure- Randy Orton oh. asked to uh, ride one, too, and they told him no. <laughs> well, why not? And they said it wouldn't be in character.
1: Oh, it's in character for this other guy to ride a camel, though?
0: Oh, yeah, he's high all the time.
1: Oh, so. You just were like, oh, a camel, okay. He's
0: like, I think he stole it. <laughs>
1: Who is like the uh? You think the most unlikely person that in like say WWF to that would have ridden a horse to the ring? Like the, the Kane when he debuted, he just rode a horse to the ring.
0: <laughs> Any of the fucking like spooky like goth characters like um? I would have liked to see like a Mabel Viscera. Um,
1: He's <laughs> the oh, A Clydesdale of the ring. Just yeah,
0: <laughs> just gonna see that. Maybe get a little little pony.
1: Yeah, I, I can picture some people, but yeah uh Paul Bear on a
0: on him oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <'em>, Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> no Rest saddle for him. No. All right. Uh so then so uh Picoca beware is easily It does it does the old thing where he's gonna close line someone and he gets dumped over the top rope. Yeah. Shame on him.
0: And he was up before Marty Gennetti even made it into the ring.
1: Yeah, and Jenny comes down in the same thing. At first, he, he's got the upper hand over DiBiase.
0: He did. It, it wasn't, you know, they said they were going to do it. And, uh, you know, he was up there against. Had had Ted already been a world champion by this point, or had he yet to win it?
1: Uh, technically. Well, you what, know,
0: get it handed to him by.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was like yeah. before this happened, definitely before this happened. So. Yeah.
0: so he's still, Marty Jenny is toe-to-toe with a world champion, former world yeah. champion.
1: But then, uh, and he, I I remember too that the, he did that when he gets clothesline, he does a little 360 flip. I think back mm-hmm. then that wasn't uh, common. Like, oh, I no certainly luck, not. Do, do yeah, that now. That's... So I don't know if that was an innovation of his or where that came from, but I don't remember seeing it too much back then. But uh, he does a, a, almost uh, the same thing as Kokubu, except he has a flying crossbody, mm-hmm. and he's right over the top rope. See you later. Yep, dummy. And then, uh, but, but next,
0: Oh, uh, the guy that if I went back in time and joined him to the ring, we would have graduated high school together, <laughs> Jacob, the snake of, and I got to say, I feel like he got a bigger reaction than anyone else in this match. Like they were fucking going completely apeshit for him.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people got good reactions, but he there was one other person when we get to it, I'm going to mention too. But yeah, people love Jake the snake.
0: Yeah, it was like, I, I feel like it might have been a better reaction than Hogan got that night.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm.
0: It was I close also, anyway.
1: I like his uh, his wrestling trunks. He always had the snake on one side. Yeah. For some, It reminded me of old arcade, like the art on the side of the oh, uh, the cabinets. Yeah. That's what it'd be for like, the same artists who did that stuff. Like, oh, I drew millipede. I do a snake oh, yeah. in my pants. That person was All making
0: right. bank in the 80s and 90s. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, he comes down, and, of course, he's not going anywhere for a while. Actually made that note. They had Jake the Snake is next. Crowd is pumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then next after that is the uh, the Macho King.
0: The Macho his, King.
1: His pants. His pants boot combo is
0: wild. That was an outlandish eyesore. That's like someone fucking threw up Lisa Frank artwork <laughs> on a <the> floor.
1: <laughs> and he, and he, he soaked his white pants into it. Yeah. And put them on in the ring. Yeah. Slipping and sliding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he comes down and I I don't remember the exact timeline. I don't know if he had already feuded with Jake the snake or I think they may have happened already because he goes after him. They mm-hmm. have their thing. And uh, so they're, they're It's kind of surprising. Get some big names early on.
0: Yeah. I mean, the big names didn't really let up in this match. This was a star studded rumble. Yeah,
1: but the next after that is uh is Rowdy Rowdy Piper comes in. I love when he comes down, he's just, he's like insane immediately. He's yeah, just in the ring yet.
0: beating the shit out of everyone he can see.
1: Well, he comes down, like his arms are out, and he's just like, ah, it's like screaming. <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, he made me, uh, I think it was the first I started noticing it in this match. If you notice my name tonight on the video screen, like it was so much eye raking, like the most eye raking I've ever seen in one even for a Royal Rumble, it was like ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, well, it's easy get get the eyes; they're distracted just long enough to toss them over that top rope.
1: I guess so. Yeah, so he comes down; and he's beating the shit out of people. Oh, he, let's see. We have to mention too that when Macho King Macho King came down, he's the first of wrestlers who were not with us anymore. Yeah, and, then, and Roddy Piper is a second, unfortunately.
0: I always uh, 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 to this day uh, Santino Marella? He had a feud with Roddy Piper. Um, you know, obviously, Roddy was uh, an old man at that time, so he was doing just like light duty. But uh, Santino would always call him Rodney the Piper, and <laughs> I <laughs> always laughed. And I that's all I call him now in my mind,
1: Rodney the Piper. That's funny. <laughs> so it was nice, yeah. Like the good guys first, the bad guys, the good guys weren't messing with each other. Mm-hmm. Nice little, nice little touch. Um, but then the warlord comes out, he's a uh, beef boy,
0: mm-hmm. and I was surprised.
1: like piper like fends him off pretty easily and multiple times he had him but there was a certain position that some wrestlers i called it it was like the missionary sex elimination attempt yeah yeah. it it was very awkward to see like also probably not very functional like i was gonna say
0: i would love to see how many wrestlers have ever actually been eliminated that way zero yeah i i would i would say zero is probably yeah (laughs) isn't it luna
1: yeah, but the ring was starting to fill up. Um, like at this point too, at uh, at one point here, Jake the Snake is down in the corner, and the Macho Man is like kind of stepping on his neck. And Queen Sherry, his manager, was yelling break his neck. It's over. Yeah, and over again. I love that. Oh my god, she, her. Uh, I don't know if you noticed her her eye makeup. How ridiculous it was.
0: Oh, I always enjoy the the eye makeup uh, there. It's so it's uh, like it everything's like, so absurd,
1: sparkly and weird. Yeah.
0: Warlord's one of the ones that really surprised me uh, in the recency of his last match, 2021. Oh. He is still doing it.
1: Jeez. yeah, he Must be kind of younger.
0: Let's see. at uh, yeah, this event, the yeah, he was uh, uh, 28 at uh, this Rumble.
1: But still, so he's what now? He is 59. Mm. Jeez. Hey, good oh, for hey. him. Yeah, there's quite
0: um, a uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised there's a couple 2019s, 2018s, 2020s. It's fucking weird.
1: I see uh Haku later on, too, still in
0: 2021. Yeah, he and he's still like active, active, like part of a roster.
1: Oh, that, that doesn't surprise me too much with yeah. him. He's a, a tough man. Uh, so then, uh now, what I thought was the biggest pop was Bret Hart coming out next. Yeah, him, which I was him. I was
0: excited because this is before he was a single star. So it was cool that just um the Hart Foundation I don't enough was over.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I don't think it was too long after this that he started his journey on his own. Mm. Uh, I like he had the full pink classic. Yeah. But yeah, he's out there next. Uh, so there, yeah, the ring is it's filling up now. And then um that's
0: a literal note is uh, right before Bad News Brown. I have a note that just says the ring is packed.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but the Bad News Brown comes out. Mm -hmm. I think I've read it at some point a long time ago that he supposedly, one of the reasons he came to WWF, he was supposed to get a championship run, like a world championship run.
0: Bad. That's bad news for bad news.
1: It clearly didn't happen. Also, uh, I saw at some point in the mid to late 90s, he was in a shoot wrestling match in Japan. Oh, fuck. Where he was real and he i don't recall him winning i think he may have submitted to some kind of hold
0: he did retire in 99 so, so he probably wasn't uh that that could have been a turning point for him
1: maybe yeah <laughs> uh so okay so now i don't forget how but i have that savage eliminated the snake kind of surprised he
0: it was a really good elimination actually um Savage just fucking, like, he just rushed him. Like, it was like Jake had no chance. Like, Macho King just blindsided him with a clothesline, and he just f- went flying. It was like, it was a really neat kind of like, hey, what can I say? You know, you got me.
1: Yeah, there was some, some good convincing ones. Some of them, like yeah. the, the Beware and the Marty Junaid ones were, you know, like, oh, you dummy. Yeah. But, yeah, not this one. then uh, we have Dusty Rhodes coming out in his polka dot trunks. And I'm his, just a uh,
0: common man.
1: A, a cum man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he had Sapphire with him, his uh, valet slash manager. They that would d- dance with. Uh, earlier in the night, I skimmed through it. He was on a Brother Love segment where he ends up oh, assaulting boy. him. He gives him, he gives Brother Love a body slam and tosses him out of the ring. <laughs> well, I think Brother Love called him trash, so <gasps> justified. How uh, rude, right? <laughs> But uh, when Dusty Rhodes comes out, I believe he was the start of uh, a feud with Savage. Uh, <laughs> did, you notice, did you notice the Phantom Elbow that he gave him? Yeah, yeah. Like the the first one was fine. The second one though was nowhere close.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was because the first one like it landed nice, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, oh,
1: okay. yeah. Oh, okay. no, yeah, bad camera angle. Yeah, but shortly after that too. Uh, this is kind of a classic move for Savage back in the day. He got back body dropped out of the ring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he used to do that in matches. Flying too.
1: Yep, he knew how to. He was very agile on aerial back then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was gone, and yeah, you know, I was surprised he he was you know upset, but he left.
0: Well, he made he did make his mark in that match.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of surprising because he's such a big name, a former world champion, going out pretty early. Yeah. Uh, but then speaking of big names, Andre oh, the Giant, boy. biggest name. Yeah, and uh, he usually just tosses the warlord right <laughs> out of there. <laughs>
0: Just gen- just fucking like gently yeah. like, here you go, Warlord.
1: Yeah, it's like, I can't move too well. You go out. Okay.
0: Notice he was wearing a navy blue onesie uh, this time. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh yeah, that's I think around this time, 1991, that he switched wow. to, from black to navy blue, yeah.
0: The baby.
1: Yeah, he was, he, was, he was getting wild. That's what he thought. I'm gonna get wild, navy blue. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Red Rooster comes out next, inconsequential.
0: Man, I gotta tell you, I was just like, mad at his headgear i'm like that's the dumbest fucking thing in the world and i can't imagine a single human being ever looking at that being like yes you should go out on national television looking like that well, I, I don't I, think
1: he i don't think he had a choice i think he was made to do that
0: what's i'm saying though is like anyone yeah. in that decision making process like what the fuck yeah, you if, want this guy to not have a career
1: i, I think that was kind of it yeah yeah mm. And I don't know. It's tough to tell in the rumble, but I think in like singles matches, I think you actually do like the chicken thing too. And I'm not, cool. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the, after that, uh, Piper tosses bad new Brown out, but I like the way he comes back up and gets Piper and pulls him out, like, out by his hair, which is kind of funny. And they, they I brought to the back. It. Yeah. Yeah. This led to their match. I think it was at the next WrestleMania.
0: Oh, the racist match, the half
1: black body paint. Yeah. yeah.
0: I do like the karma, though, that even, you know, that Piper would laugh about, about being on the plane ride home and like <laughs> the paint didn't come off. So he's on an airplane carrying a giant doll for his uh, daughter um, and half black.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there was, um, I believe, Under the Giant was involved in switching out the cleaning stuff, but just plain water, which wouldn't take it off.
0: Oh, was that it? It was a full on prank.
1: Yeah, under the giants, and I think there might have been someone else involved, but uh, yeah. Speaking of pranks, too, I think Mr. Fuji used to do like terrible things to people. Something I think there was something about he like uh, someone rented a car and he like just like literally destroyed the engine of a rental car so this person couldn't get to their like hotel or something. Christ, yeah, people used to do terrible things, but everyone thought it was funny.
0: Also, it makes me laugh because that whole thing I told you about a while back with The Undertaker was like, oh, these guys now they're just playing video games and hanging out, it sucks. We are every every single duffel bag in that building had a fucking gun in it. It's, everyone's so soft. I was like, no, like that was horrible. Like that was such a toxic, fucked up culture that led to all these guys doing a shitload of drugs and killing themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people used to shit in each other's bags yeah. for fun.
0: Hey, that's Randy the, the Randy Orton special. Mm.
1: Yes. Now, did you notice as Piper and Ben Brown were brought to the back? Did you happen to notice anything?
0: Oh, let's see if it's in my notes. Uh, no.
1: Oh, so the referees were trying to break it up, as you may have uh,
0: noticed. Oh, was one of these referees...
1: A young... Disgrace. Very young. No, one of them was a very young Shane McMahon. Oh, shit! Super young. He was like 15.
0: Oh my god, baby Shane O'Mac.
1: He talked like the teenager from The Simpsons. Hey guys, cut it out.
0: <laughs> but Could yeah, you actually I, hear him?
1: No, no, but I I pause. I'm like, oh, that that had that's I believe that's how he started.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. Remember, he was doing refereeing on like Sunday night heat and shit, too.
1: Okay, but yeah, he was there trying to break them up. I think it's funny, too, that they somehow knew to brawl to the backstage area instead of just fighting where they were.
0: Hmm. Well, you know what? (laughs) That's the theater,
1: yeah, that's right. Uh, out next, Demolition X comes out and uh. And he comes right, and- that's,
0: that's another note I have, too, about the, the Red Rooster is every time yeah. they cut to him, I'm like, oh, my God, he's busted open. Oh, no, that's just those dumb head <laughs> just There,
1: But speaking of him, Andre tosses him out.
0: Yeah, like nothing.
1: But then Axe just gets destroyed under the giant for a little bit.
0: I was like, of all fucking people, like they give one half of a, I mean, I know they were a big tag team, but like that's like the guy that you kind of let. Uh, oh, no, because they were he was feuding with um, Andre and Haku at the time, right?
1: Yeah, demolition. I think they're, they're playing, was, yeah. playing into that. Yeah, but right. still, well, but even even again.
0: still, I love not
1: But yes, yeah, so, but uh, I love it too. At one point, Under the Giant had a thing where he would get trapped in the ropes. That was one mm-hmm. of his things. But then uh, Axe and Dusty Rhodes gave him the elbows to the top of the head, which made me laugh. Just for, for Under the Giants to look like like the day's look he got afterwards. Do you recall that? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was. You should go back and. Isolate that moment because it just looked very yeah, funny. Feel, just uh, two yeah. elbows to the directly to the top of your head, <laughs> and it was like almost like cartoonish his reaction to it. And uh, it's funny when they uh, they decide to release him from the ropes. He was actually quick in getting a both in the gut. You know, what you see oh, yeah, him under that move fast. Uh, so after that, Haku is out next. Andre's tag know. team partner. Uh, always concerned with people wrestling barefoot. They're gonna someone's gonna step on their foot.
0: Always oh, makes me uncomfortable.
1: Yep. Uh, and then after that is uh, Smash. So you have,
0: oh, the odds are even. Yeah,
1: they're just fighting each other now. And that the uh, commentators they do play that up. See, you're right about the the no connection, no uh, no gelling between the commentators. I have like no notes about. I think I should have notes about what Jesse Ventura said. And there was yeah. nothing really. Uh, I thought to make a note. Tony,
0: of. you know, because you know, Gorilla. He would just he would line it up for Jesse like such a smooth professional. Mm -hmm. He would say something that's like just a little over the line of being a little too Boy Scout that'll tip Jesse off and piss him off. And he'll he knows when he can be contradictory so Jesse can call him out on it. And it's just Tony's just like oh we got uh oh number number fifteen so he's got to be the freshest one in there. Like he just kept saying that for each one. Oh he's he's the freshest guy they got in there now. We got seven guys in the ring now. Okay we got uh, we got It's like. Tony.
1: What would Gorilla do, Tony?
0: Gorilla would slap the shit out of Tony. Yeah.
1: Then next you have the very uncomfortable Akeem comes out. Mhm. <laughs> I was actually surprised he actually went after under the giant momentarily.
0: Hey, you know what? Went in yeah. Rome.
1: But even more surprising and kind of convincing is demolition eliminating under the giant.
0: Yeah. It was a good it was a good elimination. It was it was It was fast, but it was powerful. Like you could see, they just—they as soon as they hit him, they didn't hesitate for a second. Like they just immediately started, like Flintstone carring their feet to just try and like (laughs) shove him out as fast as possible.
1: And it worked, yeah. And he dumped right over. Uh, And as Andre got a a parting shot to Ax in the way out, though, because he's very tall and can easily reach him. (laughs) But at the same time, Bret Hart was eliminated. Yeah, I'm it so wasn't focused. even on camera, right? No. And they, they did. I, I was hoping for a replay, but I guess it was Dusty Rhodes, according to Wikipedia. It was Dusty Rhodes who tossed it. Yes.
0: Up. Bullshit.
1: Uh, but then Super Flash Nugget, the murderer, comes out next.
0: Murderer himself.
1: Yeah. And so he surprisingly eliminated Akeem.
0: That was a cool elimination, too. He just kind of like flew at him. And as soon as he crashed into him, Akeem went flying.
1: Yeah. That might have been a little uh, enhanced by Akeem, but whatever. Easy Paycheck. Absolutely. And um, yeah, Snickers dead, and uh, and then another unfortunately deceased is next, in Dino Bravo, Canada's Strongest Man, is that that was his his deal? Oh shit! Did you see uh his promo before him and uh, Earthquake with Jimmy Hart?
0: Uh, I did not see theirs. Now,
1: for some reason, I know like you know, if you're a big strong guy, you, you will hit your chest sometimes. Mm-hmm. Dino Bravo? I, I I'm convinced you're trying to stop his heart with how many times he hit himself in the in his left pectoral. He <laughs> wouldn't stop doing it. It was making me uncomfortable. It's
0: televised suicide, baby. I guess so. But yeah, he's out, shit. Yeah, <laughs> not
1: quite. Uh, he's out next. And then an in earthquake. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess he guessed he was the Canadian earthquake. I just thought he was earthquake. I didn't know they never ever referred to him as Canadian earthquake.
0: Yeah. I um I also at this point in my notes wrote Up until watching this, I was always under the assumption that Akeem and Earthquake were the same person with different gimmicks. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I thought it was like, oh, you know, he was not the example years, but like, oh, he was Akeem from, like, you know, 87 to 89, and he was (laughs) Earthquake from, you know, 92 to 95. Like, I thought it was just the different gimmicks, the same guy, and I was wrong.
1: So you didn't think that's like, oh, Akeem was eliminated so he could rush backstage, get changed, and come back out as Earthquake?
0: Well, Mick Foley did that in the 98 Rumble. (laughs) Oh, did he? With uh, cactus jack, dude, love and mankind. No,
1: what would have happened if he hadn't been eliminated?
0: <laughs> That's a good nah. question. best Vince.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what if Mick Foley? What, who do you come out as first? Do you remember? Uh, mankind. What if what if you just like went rogue? He's like, I'm standing in the ring. No one's eliminating me. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, I actually watched because one of my biggest fears in a Royal Rumble is a, is a fuck up, mm-hmm. and I saw a clip from. I don't know what year I want to say Oh nine or 10. And so uh, there was this guy, Alex Riley. He was kind of like a lackey for the Miz For a couple of years. Um, and he, there was, he was supposed to be the one to eliminate Cena from that match as like, kind of like a sneaky fuck you elimination. Yeah. Um, so early in the match, um, You see him, he goes over the top rope and he was supposed to do the thing where he slides back in, but he slipped. So he was eliminated. And it's so funny because you see for like a a split second before the professionalism kicks in, John Cena's just staring at him on the ground like, (laughs) oh, fuck, what do I do? (laughs) And you know, so they had to call an audible later in the match. Someone was saying there's a point later in the match where like, all the actions going on in the ring and you see like three referees just talking to John Cena and he's just oh. like staring at them. So obviously <laughs> they're telling him what the change is, but what was the was, change? Uh They just gave it, they gave it to someone else to basically do the same thing he did. I think it was Santino Marella.
1: Oh, okay. Like a surprise. Like, yeah.
0: Hmm. Oh, Oh. <laughs> but uh earthquake. Uh, yeah. He got two. He got dusty out and then he got ax out.
1: Yeah. Fairly easily too. But he didn't last long. But okay, Jim the Anvil Nightheart comes out next. Jimmy N. Who's also deceased, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, Earthquake is also deceased.
0: Man, we lost him.
1: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, he comes out and uh, kind of surprising. Didn't matter, good or bad. Uh, Mm -hmm. Five of the six guys in there team up. And uh, they get Earthquake out of there at the corner and dump him over. Good for Um, them. But yeah, because you see, it's the good guys first that are trying to do it. I th- yeah. think it would, And then, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised DiBiase came over. Well, it's
0: one of those things. I mean, I think I think watching him kind of land two pretty powerful eliminations in a row, I think mm-hmm. it was one of those like, you know what? Uh, let's all get this guy out right now. Yeah. Or we're all fucked.
1: Except, you know, Bravo. He half-heartedly tried to stop it.
0: Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. It was just <laughs> a fucking Canada's strongest man. Like, you'd, you'd be really helpful.
1: Yeah. But he's in the same stable with, uh, you don't want to piss off your massive friend. That's true. Yeah. Uh, So what do we have next? Uh, Ultimate Warrior.
0: Yes, which another thing that I really love because as soon as he made it to the ring it was incredible to watch the way all the wrestlers like scattered to make room for him. Yeah. You can tell they're just like, all right, I don't know where the fuck he's going to land. So let's get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of the way. Just
1: hide in the corner.
0: And then he's immediately blown up after eliminating Dino Bravo. Yeah.
1: And that's a relatively short run for him. He didn't do the whole, the whole uh, rope, rope shaking yeah. or anything like that. I mean, maybe he, like he, to, to, to even things out, he like ran from like way deep in underneath the arena, like from the parking lot to, to make up for it. Who knows? Uh, but then Rick Martell comes out. Yes, yeah, this is when he's the uh, the model now. Oh shit! Very full of himself. But this is before I think before it because I know he, he started bringing a, uh, a stupid like bu- old timey bug spray can full of like, cologne to the ring with him. He would spray it in people's eyes. Or was it actually an angle? He later on here he was in, in it with uh, Jake the Snake. He sprayed it in his eyes oh. and temporarily blinded him.
0: Oh, my God.
1: To the point where I think there was something happened where Jason snake was doing an interview when he was recovering and he's wearing sunglasses and they come off like he and then one of his eyes, his pupils is white from it, which freaked me out as as a young <laughs> Yeah, they, they went in all in on that. That's <laughs> a
0: fucking scared shitless material.
1: It, it probably is. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah, Martelka and then uh randomly Haku eliminates smash. The smash is in there for a while yeah last. Good for him. actually dibiase at the time it was a record over 44 minutes yeah um he said it he did and then uh, we have tito santana comes out and uh he and rick Martel tito. were former tag team partners
0: yeah the commentary alluded to a little bit of drama yes yeah,
1: so they were, were strike force former champions and Boy, if uh, that's
0: not an 80s tag team wrestling name i don't know what the fuck is oh yeah
1: uh but yeah, he gave the old classic 10 headbutts to the corner turnbuckle, which I liked. Mm-hmm. And the crowd counts along for every one. And then uh, next after that, Honky Talk Man comes out.
0: He's a Honky Talk Man. Yeah, I don't think he
1: did too much in the match.
0: No, I did but. note. I wrote at one point, I wrote Jimmy Hart is now basically the honorary third commentator because he was so loud. And then <laughs> as I continued, I just wrote Jimmy Hart, shut the fuck up challenge. He was uh, he was loud.
1: No, I honestly from watching for so many years when it happened, I, background noise for me when he's talking. Yeah. we like a megaphone. Yeah.
0: He has less. a megaphone.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Then we have um, uh, Warrior. He tosses the anvil out, and then I thought a very smooth transition. He eliminated DiBiase. Yeah, well, he did that look really good? The clothesline over the top rope. It was, uh, I and mean, credit to DiBiase more so, I'm sure. But
0: oh yeah, but, but it was really he... neat to see. You know, because again, he was obviously the biggest threat in there. He was clearly paying guys off to protect him, mm-hmm. and then suddenly he just fucking Warrior. Just you're no match for the Warrior. See ya. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, they kept alluding to it, too. Like, Virgil would always, like, push him back in a little bit when he could. That <laughs> was, was nice. Uh, but then after that, who comes next?
0: Oh, boy. Noted racist, Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> yeah, he takes out Snuka and Haku. Uh, but then Santana's tossed by the warrior.
0: I noted when... Um, uh, what's it called? When, when <clears throat> Hogan eliminated Haku... He hit him with a big boot, and Haku was supposed to, you know, just fall back over the top rope from the big boot. Mm-hmm. And he was, I don't know if you noticed, but he was, like, just too far away enough from the ropes that he had to, like, awkwardly take a couple of skips back to be able to get out first.
1: Uh, no, I didn't notice. It was, it was like, ju- he,
0: like, just didn't make it right. So he had to help
1: himself out is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that that happens. I mean, it oh, came to it better earlier in the match. Yeah. People still loved it. That's what matters. Yeah. So, uh, so Hogan. Yeah. So yeah, Santana tossed uh, was tossed up by the Warrior, and then Shawn Michaels came out and he was he didn't last very long at all. As he comes out, uh, Hogan tosses Honky Tonk Man, and Warrior tosses Michaels, and then Martel. Like, yeah, uh, the way I fashion.
0: the way I wrote that was uh, Warrior unceremoniously eliminates Shawn Michaels like he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, really. Like it really was just like this just hate filled toss.
1: <laughs> Get out of here, youngin. It is pretty crazy to think. I know you mentioned, uh, was it two wrestlers in this one were in your choice? Is that what you're saying? You've to uh, me before, or uh,
0: well, no. What was interesting is that um, both of our Royal Rumbles, 1990 and 2002, have Mr. Perfect in the final four.
1: Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yes, yeah, it is kind of a weird little stat. Yeah, yeah. But when this happens, when it's like rapid elimination zap, and you're left with uh, the Warrior and Hogan. A little stare down.
0: And the place went fucking bananas over it, rightfully so.
1: Yeah, the World Champion, the Intercontinental Champion.
0: And I loved seeing how Warrior's face paint was fucked already. And it looked like someone just, like, hit him in the face with a pie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's quality stuff. It yeah. doesn't come right off. Uh Actually, it's kind of strange you think about it, too. I, I wonder I, I wonder if everyone uses the same brand. Because, like, Demolition, they were, were the Warlord, they were getting their, their eyes raked, but their mm. makeup was perfect.
0: They looked gorgeous.
1: I think Smash, when he was in the... He just was sweating off, I think, after a while. Yeah. I think we should look into that and get some and try it.
0: Uh, let's do it. What
1: do you think? I'll, I'm going to shade the sides of my head. I'm going to do the cocoa Beware Ultimate Warrior Sideburn. Thing. Okay. It's going to be my style. I'm don't don't do it for Fine. it. Fine. Uh, okay, so yeah. I, I never got the, uh, the crisscross running back
0: and forth so stupid and i loved it
1: but i know that was the does anyone do that these days no no they used to do that sometimes
0: you'll get get a person running the ropes but you won't get a weird competitive crisscross (laughs) where there's no way to determine a winner
1: yeah hogan uh goes down and and it's just weird, like is that. you are supposed to be supposed to fall and make your opponent jump over you so you can catch them when they come back off the ropes. Uh, is there the thought process behind that? But it just ends up in a double clothesline is all they do to each other. Mm-hmm. And that they, they didn't want to give too much away. No. On that. Uh but they're both down. The barbarians out next, and he's mm-hmm. picking his shots. And, and yeah. this was
0: uh, with the, with the next two because uh, Rick Rude as well. Judo's right. like the ho- yeah the horrible fuck ups with the the. Uh, entrant horn it was the barbarian ran out did i lose you no i'm here oh sorry uh it was dead silent um (laughs) i'm listening yes the barbarian runs out um like and like by the time the countdown's at like six he's already running to the ring um and then with rick root is before the countdown even started
1: yeah but I th- I wonder if that was on purpose because he's a bad guy and he wants to get out there and beat up some people because he came out. I like, was just
0: under the assumption that it was uh, we're running, we gotta fucking wrap this shit up, so let's just go.
1: Maybe yeah, I guess that makes sense. But mean then oh well whatever they because I think the uh, the commentators were like yeah they came up before the the ten seconds even started. I mean I always took that as he just jumped the gun on purpose. But yeah, yours is very logical. It makes more sense. But yeah, they're out there, so it's, yeah, two good guys, two bad guys again. And uh, let's see. The warrior is accidentally eliminated because Barbarian Hogan, I mean, Barbarian and Rude have him, like, kind of teetering. It's not Hogan's fault. Ventura was trying to, can you, this is one good Ventura part. Can you believe that Hogan did that kind of thing? Yeah. Why would he care? It's good guys. He should be happy. Of course, There's plenty of the seeds of, uh, you know, doubt in there. Any alliance they may have. But uh, it's funny is that he gets eliminated. He comes back in and he attacks the bad guys before leaving again. Yeah, (laughs) sprinting to the back.
0: Why not? Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, But then Hercules is out next. I I forgot that he was a good guy at this point. I assumed he was still a bad guy, Mm -hmm. but he was a good guy. And him especially. He seems so like his the way he was his muscular form was like super Mm -hmm. stiff. Yeah, compared to some other people. Yeah, he
0: can't enjoy walking,
1: (laughs) let alone like running or doing moves. They actually, at some point, I think after this, he formed he formed a tag team with you know Paul Roma.
0: I don't think so. Uh,
1: He was around in the late eighties, early nineties. They had a tag team called Power and Glory in the WWF, but they had a uh, a very good finishing move. I forget who did what. I think it was uh, Hercules with souped. Uh, top rope suplex a guy, superplex him off the top rope, and as he landed, Paul Roma came off the other rope with a splash on the guy, the same person. So it was a nice double team move. But they also wore those like very uh, late eighties, really 90s nice sunglasses with like one was like a triangle and one was like you know like these like geometric shapes. Mm. It's part of part of their gimmick. It terrible. It sounds I'll fashionable. It. I'll, I'll send you a picture. I'll find a picture of it, please. Yeah, but so then uh, the last entrant was Mister Perfect. Yeah, when he was interviewed beforehand, he announced that he picked the perfect number, of course, number of 30. Course. So that we knew going in, Debiasi was one and perfect was the last one. So he comes out. And so then you have these last, was it four four guys or five guys? I think it's five guys in the ring right now. And, uh, uh, yeah, well,
0: after Hercules eliminates the Barbarian, then it's the uh, last four.
1: Yeah. It's kind of surprising. Like, I mean, Hercules can brag he was part of a, a Royal Rumble Final Four. Yeah. I mean, he, that's good. But he, he never, I don't think he ever like had any championships or anything.
0: Yeah, I don't, I know very little even about him. I've just seen, uh, the only time I think I've ever seen him is in Royal Rumbles.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll ever pick a uh, Hercules match, so <laughs> it might just be Royal Rumbles. It's really Sorry.
0: disrespectful to Hercules. Well, we'll
1: see. I'll see if I can dig deep. I'll find something, but. He actually used to go by Hercules Hernandez ah. early, earlier on. Uh, something else of note that uh, he used to be managed by Bobby Heenan. Oh, shit. And he was quote unquote sold, I think, to another bad, man, bad guy manager, which caused him to turn good because he didn't want to be sold. Mm. Yeah. you go. Now you know more about him.
0: Another fun fact he died in 2004.
1: What was his? Was a heart failure.
0: I mean, probably. I think.
1: I think it was his heart.
0: Fucking pop trying to tie a shoe.
1: Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, Hercules tosses Barbarian and then Rick Rude tosses our Hercules out of there. <clears throat> and the other two uh bad guys beating up Hogan. Hogan's in peril. And I do like how uh Rude was eliminated. Like perfect went out, he was outside the ring mm-hmm. and he was he was pulling on the top rope to get himself up. Hogan threw him at the ropes and perfect timing rude flops over the top rope and perfect pulls it down, trying to help himself up. See Very you nice. later. Yep. And then you have what I always love, which doesn't make sense in wrestling. It would make sense in the real world. It was when Mr. Perfect is sl- slingshotted it back into the ring. Yeah. Cause who, who's going to hold on to the ropes and allow the momentum to pull them back at the <laughs> ring, and flip them over onto their back. It's great. I love it. It's art. Yeah. But yeah, but then it turns into like a classic at the time, Hogan thing where he's getting beat up and mm-hmm. he hooks, he hooks up after receiving a perfect plex
0: yes which was uh as always genuinely perfect every it time was. he fucking landed it's like jesus christ that's like made by a computer he
1: knows what he's doing he does i think i've talked i've asked you if, you've, if you ever saw any of his vignettes yes they're incredible the, the perfect when he throws the football to himself yeah
0: it's yeah. awesome
1: <laughs> but yeah so he hooks up and he i don't think he even hit the big boot i think he just uh Dazed him and tossed him over like one of the corners to get him out of the ring.
0: Yeah, it was a good toss.
1: It was. And of course, Perfect knew how to land that. So
0: it looked gorgeous doing it.
1: Yep. And so he wins and he grabs someone's homemade bed sheet sign from the, the crowd, <laughs> yeah. and shows it up.
0: And then he mugs for 45 minutes. That's what he does,
1: flexes and sweats more. But yeah, he wins. And this is back before winner got, I'm sure what was a uh, you know, quote unquote prize money or something.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say there's no no uh no stakes. He's uh, already a champion. I, yeah
1: Bragging rights. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh this is what led to the WrestleMania six main event of him C- versus the competitive
0: Obama. nature of the Hulkster and the warrior.
1: Yeah. That's exactly right. I might uh have that as my choice someday.
0: You know, I'd, 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 so bill that, I'd, I'd bill that match as the racist versus the homophobe, but truthfully, they're both probably both, so.
1: The racist homophobe versus the racist homophobe with face paint? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that match is probably fucking awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, from what I remember, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but
0: yeah. No, it's uh, two, two uh, as, as Big E loves to say, two meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> that doesn't sound right.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, the double R from nineteen ninety. God Days bless the Royal happy. Rumbles.
0: Yeah, they're just so much fun. The O two, and then the ninety, and then uh, I'll be watching the two thousand soon because I'm going through the Attitude Era, uh, little by little throughout uh, the weeks. Um, so I am on the two thousand Royal Rumble right now, but I haven't gotten to the Royal Rumble match. But I know Ooh. the two thousand one's a good one. Nice.
1: Wait, did we do the did you do the, the two thousand one last year? Two thousand and one was that your choice?
0: It may have been. I know I did the twenty eighteen women's oh. the first go around.
1: Oh, then maybe not then. So was that the hardcore one?
0: No, that was just a Royal Rumble.
1: No, no, I thought there was one where there was more weapons for some reason involved. Like the Hardcore Division was popular.
0: Two thousand one, yeah. If okay. we, maybe we maybe we did that one.
1: I don't know if we did. I don't think we did because this is only the second year we've done. I
0: fucking no, super fans, let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go back through our catalog. We can't yeah. do it. We're too tired. Yeah. Speaking of tired, though. Rumble's getting... great, though. It's always yeah.
0: fun. 2020, no matter what 2022 year. is going to be a blast.
1: And uh, I think next time is going to be uh, our Valentine's Day themed episode with uh, oh, boy. Marriage Has Gone Wrong and whatnot, right? Mm hmm. Boy. I think, don't quote me on that, but I think there might be one between. I don't remember now. Yeah.
0: Well, if it is. I- I, uh, you know, Triple H will be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's coming soon, regardless.
0: It's all about the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody, enjoy Royal Rumble season. Enjoy the 2022 Royal Rumbles. Enjoy professional wrestling. And I'll uh, we'll talk to you on the internet.
1: And uh, rake someone's eyes.
0: Please, with, with caked on face paint.
1: Yeah. Bye.
0: Brother. <laughs>